Good morning, all, and thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the CEO Momcast. New episodes every week on Friday morning at 9:30 Central Standard Time. Uh, don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram, or of course, you can sign up for our email newsletters. It will remind you when there's a new blog episode, new guest bio any great deals from our CEO moms, as well as the latest podcast episode. Hope you enjoy. Good morning, everyone. And I want to welcome our guest this week, the owner of Shop Sassy Couture, Amanda. Um, I'm going to hand it over to Amanda now, and she can just give us a little bit of info about herself and her business. Hey, everybody. So I am Amanda. I'm the owner of Sassy Couture, and I have um, been in business for almost 11 years now. And I own a women's clothing boutique. We offer different many styles for everybody from junior to missus, even plus size clothing. So we have something for everybody. We do have a um, actual location and we also have a very active and busy online store. So you can shop both ways. It doesn't, it doesn't mean you have to be local to shop with us. That's what's amazing is that you could be anywhere around the world and still feel sassy. (laughs) And you guys are in California, right? We're in Southern California. Southern California. Okay. Yes. I've been scoping out some of your winter wear and I'm in Chicago and I'm like, Oh, what's that going to do for me in the snow? (laughs) No, we actually have a lot of, um, we're getting like our fall and winter. Well, we actually have a lot of fall styles, but now we're getting our really winter styles because believe it or not, because I'm located about like 50 minutes North of like the Hollywood, Los Angeles area. We're more the outskirts. We're still LA County, but believe it or not, it gets freezing where we live. So we even get snow sometimes because we're like more. Yeah, we do. So like, I always think about, okay, what's in season now here, but then I always think about, you know, the other States and other locations. So it gets into like the twenties and thirties here as well in wintertime. I know it gets, I know it gets cold over there (laughs) in Chicago. But believe it or not, it gets freezing. So we do need the heavy, thicker stuff. And we're going to start getting more and more because now it's starting to get really cold. (laughs) Well, Amanda, thank you very much because you just blew my husband's argument out of the water. I've always wanted to move to California. And he's like, no, I have to have snow. No. I mean, if you want to move to like Hollywood where they have like the palm trees and what you see on TV, (laughs) You may, you're lucky to get rain, but like I said, we're more the outskirts of LA County. So we do get that. We get all four seasons pretty much here where, where I live. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Well, there we go. He doesn't, says he hasn't listened to my podcast yet, but he's going to want to listen to this one. Cause I tell you, there's going to be some conversations in our future. Right. So let's dive in to business then. Um, I'm going to hit with a hard question first. What has been your biggest failure in business and what did you learn from that experience? Oh, geez, I have more than one, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's, I think my biggest failure is it's more on, it's not that sassy has failed or anything, but it's me being the business owner is I tend to care what everybody thinks and I'm always comparing. So I feel like I've 
you wouldn't, uh, it's hard to explain. So like I had definitely have developed thick skin. I mean, cause when I first started every, I took everything personal and I felt, I, you know, sassy wasn't good enough. I wasn't good enough to be the owner of sassy couture. And it was just something that I've struggled with. And I felt like I still struggle, like going on 11 years in business, you would think like, Oh no, it's all perfect. And rainbows and butterflies. And no, like I still battle with all these things. And I think it's just not believing in myself. And I think that has been something that I still struggle with. I mean, of course I believe in myself if I got into this point, because trust me, just if I made a dollar for every time I wanted to quit, I would probably make more money doing that than actually owning sassy. <laughs> and, and I, and I think that's been a downfall is just constantly comparing myself to like, when I say myself, I mean, to like other boutiques, mm-hmm. you know, because um, clothing, women's clothing boutique, it's a very oversaturated industry, especially online. There's so many online boutiques. Okay. So when you're like this little needle in a haystack, it's, it, it's so discouraging. Sometimes you don't feel you're enough or you're good enough. And, and then you doubt yourself and then you doubt your potential and that can really mess with your mind. And I think as far as like that, that's huge because people don't see that. People don't, you just see, like, you just go to my, my Instagram and just see all these beautiful models modeling clothes and, you know, all the cute, funny memes and whatever, but you don't see emotionally, you know, what you really experience. And I, and then I really think that's been my biggest failure is just, is not sticking to my beliefs and what I think is good enough because it is good enough. But to me, I'm thinking it's not good enough for other people. So it's kind of a struggle. Um, I wish I can like, and I don't know if a lot of people can relate to that, but I wish I can like elaborate, like explain it more easily, but it's hard because it's a hard thing to deal with. I get it. And and you're right, because obviously I discovered you through Instagram and to look at your page, there is no lack of confidence there or a thought that you're struggling with believing in yourself because it is there, it is in your face. And it looks like, I don't want to say every post looks like it's hundred percent success, but you are giving it your all. So it doesn't yeah. look like you're lacking anything there. And yeah. so, yes, it's, it's hard to see the disconnect, but I get, I get where you're coming from in that because even with this, until you started getting, I started getting some feedback from people on how I was doing. And I was like, is anybody listening to this? Is this, do people actually like the content? Do I need to change out my questions? I think that's just a woman thing to tell you the truth. We always second guess ourselves. And, then it, and, it, and you can relate it to with like owning a business or anything in your life, you know, because I'm a people pleaser and I do care what people think. You know, there's all these like memes and like sayings out there like, oh, who cares what people think? And the day you start caring about, you know, what people think you'll feel, you know, liberated and free. But I do care what people think. And I am a people pleaser. And I just want to make everybody happy. I want everybody to love my clothes. I want everybody to love the brand. I want everybody to want to shop at Sassy. I, you know what I mean? And it's, and it's hard because that's not the reality. And then that's when like, I start like, okay, well, what am I doing wrong? And then, and then that's, and that's what I'm saying. Like, as far as like Sassy failing in any ways, um, I think no, because I think Sassy, if anything, it's just, it's grown and learned so much. And I say it like, it's like my baby. Cause you know, I birthed this from nothing. I mean, mm-hmm. this was just thoughts that I just one day, well, not one day, it was something that was on my mind, but one day I just went for it. And I, you know, I started literally from the bottom 
not knowing a thing. I didn't go to school majoring in business or anything like this. Um, you know, so I, this was completely left field. I was actually, I went, actually went to school for sociology and I was working with um, special need kids and, and this was completely left field, but I, you know, I feel like I birthed it from the beginning and it's like my little kid at each year turn, it has its birthday and I celebrate big and, you know, mm-hmm. so, but I feel like there's been no failures. It's just been learned. It's just been lessons. A lot of lessons learned things that I look back on that I would do differently that I, you know, I'm like, Oh my God, why did I do that? You know, or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, that's been my big, the biggest struggle though, has been within myself though, I would say not necessarily with actually sassy. Yes. And you know what? That's life. I don't think it matters what we do that uh, yeah. we're always going to be like that, but let's flip to the opposite side then. So that was the biggest failure. What is one thing that your business was successful at that you did not expect? Online, because you got to understand, you know, I started just as a storefront. I had, I didn't have an online store for almost the first five years of my, um, of, of sassy. I didn't have, I didn't have an online store. And finally I, you know, everyone's like, you, can you like ship, can you ship worldwide or can you ship to me? And these are people that were like, we're out of state or just not in the area. Mm-hmm. And like, yes, I, I was scared once again of like, oh my God, but my online store is not going to do well, or it's not going to be good enough. Or there's already so many online stores, but I kept getting the request. So then I'm like, okay, fine. So I, you know, I went through the struggle of going through a couple of different web designers and, and, you know, finding that perfect website. And after a couple of mishaps, I finally, you know, got, somebody that was good and helped me and launched it. And I mean, it just took off like, you know, to get these orders from, you know, not just California, but I, I mean, from the Midwest to the East coast, to the South, to Canada, to even outside, like I've had European orders. Like, I'm just like, Oh my God. Like I never in a million years thought that sassy would be more than where it is now. And, um, the online store, like it's still growing. We just launched a new app. And, um, that's huge because I never thought I would even have an app. We <laughs> like, I mean, who thinks they're going to have an app? So, right. uh, so like the online thing has just, it's blown our, it's blown my mind. It really has, because I never anticipated that Sassy would be going the direction that it has. I always pictured it just to be more local, more, you know, just in this town, but never like, you know, anyone from. Chicago, like yourself, can go on and shop and order and get clothes from me. You know what I mean? So it's been, uh, it exceeded my expectations easily. And it's funny that you say that because then I have had my other guests who haven't been in business as long as you, but because of the shift in things over the last few years, they've started out completely online and their goals are to have a brick and mortar one day. They've done it in the opposite order. And are experiencing so much success online, like you said, because you can reach everybody and their dream is to have a small store one day, (laughs) like not the other way around. Yeah. It's funny though, because, um, I had, a as you know, I had a storefront because right now, you know, believe it or not, we're an office space. We're second floor office space. And, and I call it a storefront because it's turned into that. But initially I started out with a regular storefront, no online store. And then during the transition, when my lease was coming in and I started like thinking like, you know what, my online is like doing so much more better that maybe I can just save money. I'm not paying rent and not, you know, doing this and doing that because my online store is killing it. So 
that's the reason I moved here and I needed space. That was my biggest thing. I take up a whole floor. Mm-hmm. So I space. So I transitioned to where I'm at now and it started off just like, okay, well, customers like, so can I shop? I'm like, well, you know, if I'm here, you can come in and kind of like it was appointment only. And then it went from like appointment only to like, you know, we're open just randomly. Now we're open like regular. We're, we, we function like a storefront. I made it into a showroom though, to where it's like, there's a couch in here. It's super comfy and cozy. And then like, I only have one thing of each thing out. So everyone that comes up, they have a legitimate, like really like one-on-one intimate shopping experience, unless we're really busy. But my reason I'm saying this is because now we're gotten to the point, Sarah, where we're so busy now that I'm looking other location. <laughs> wow. That's good though. And so I'm thinking, and it's funny because when I left my other location, I said, nope, I'll never do the storefront thing again. Been there, done that. I'm happy with the online thing, but no, like we're so busy now that I'm like, oh Jesus. So I have been dealing with that the last month, trying to find that perfect location and do all that. So it's, it's just funny how these transition and, you know, these changes happen and it, and it happens as you grow. Right. And it sounds like you have a, a really cool vibe going on there that even if you do open another storefront, that it's uh, the couches come and sit down and we're going to we're going to relax. It's not a tizzy shopping through Walmart. It's supposed to be an enjoyable experience. Oh, and you don't feel overwhelmed. So that's what I like. Cause I know I get overwhelmed if I shop somewhere and it's just overwhelming for me. I, I'm the type that will just leave. Mm-hmm. So here, I mean, we have our racks out. We try to have everything kind of color coordinated or all the dresses together and the sweaters together. And, you know, we, we want to make it to where it's easy for you. Because at the end of the day, your customers, they love easy and mm-hmm. convenient. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to do here. Okay, so what is a common myth about your job or field that you're in that people wouldn't know? Well, like I kind of like said earlier, it's everyone thinks it's so easy. Um, And I think it's just because I've made it look easy and I made it look like I'm okay because I've lasted for so long. But, you know, that's that's far from me. You know, I've had customers uh, even come in like, oh, I want to do my own online thing. And it's like, great. Like I there's always room for everybody and I would always encourage it. But their misconception that they have is all I have to do is buy clothes and just put them on a website. And I'm just thinking, huh. Like, like if it was that easy, <laughs> easy. Cause I've heard that I've, I've heard that so many times. I'm like, wow, I wish it was just going to buy clothes and throw them on a model and bam, we have success. And that's the biggest misconception is that people don't understand what goes into owning clearly any business, but especially retail, like there's so much more behind the scenes. Like I have people that work remotely behind the scenes that you will never know that even work, but they do because if it wasn't for them, stuff wouldn't be functioning. Right. Like, yeah, you have the people that work in my store or you're used to seeing, you know, randomly through Instagram stories or posts, but you don't even see some of these people's faces because they work remotely from home or wherever they're at, because there's so much that needs to be done. And Mm -hmm. and you don't, and for me, like, I don't ever like to half-ass anything in life. And, and that's the thing, like, that's what people think is that like, Okay, well, you know, like like you like I said earlier, it, from the outside it looks great, but they don't see the tears, the frustrations, the hardships, you know, almost feeling like you're going to go broke and then feeling like, "Oh my god, I'm doing great." And then, "Oh my gosh, I'm doing horrible." And then you you know, they don't see all of that. So, that's the biggest myth is that it's easy. And I don't think any business, no matter what it is, big or small, is ever easy. 
I like that you touched on that because yes, I think that is a misconception across the board, especially with younger people coming up. Like um, my sister finished college and she went right into her own business and she is doing great at it. She realizes it's hard work. It's taken her a lot of time to get off the ground, but then there's uh-huh. people around her, people that she's gone to school with, who are just like, ah, you know, everything's online these days. Like you said, you just take a couple pictures, you put it up, tell people it's up for sale and that's it. There's so much more to it. Yeah. Like, like, and, and it, and it, and it takes, it does take a village and, you know, I have a small little team now, but even four or five years ago, I didn't have even the people that I have now. And it, well, because of the online role, because it's taking the pictures, it's uploading them, it's doing inventory, it's editing, you know, it's keeping up with social media, social media in itself is a 24 hour job. Yeah. And I have more than one girl working social media. So when people are talking like are messaging on there, they think they're talking to me. I'm like, no, like, sorry, there's three other people besides myself that go on there and will message customers, talk to customers, answer questions. But you know, it, it, it never was always like that, but I'm just saying that's how our growth has, you know, changed that. So we're like, okay, well, we need more people. We need more help. We're getting busier. So I think that's what it is. It's like, I always tell people, you know, you know, go for it. Like if you want to open your own business, definitely go for it because I went for it. And I, another misconception is, and I'm sorry, I'm not trying to bounce around, but another big one is big, huge is that, uh, your friends and families aren't always your biggest supporters. Mm-hmm. And I'm not bashing my friends or family on this in any which way, but a lot of people assume that you get all your business from the people closest to you. And in reality, that's, far from it. And I don't know if I'm touching on a touchy subject, but for real, like, (laughs) I mean, it's amazing to me. Like I've known people for years that have still never stepped foot into my store in almost 11 years or ever. And you're so right. Sometimes your biggest supporters are a complete and total stranger that you've met from the other side of the country. And, and it's crazy. I have, my husband says I have to stop because I do so much online shopping, but being in the world of Instagram, you're seeing all these businesses and these small business owners and moms and, and you want to support them. And and they're selling the same thing that the big box stores are selling with a little more love, maybe a little different design. And to me, it's a no brainer. I will always support the small business, but um, you're right. You, but you expect your friends and your family to go out and do it. And and that's not always the case. Yeah. And then sometimes, you, you know, you, you wonder why, like, you know, they're so quick to run to the mall and tag a big store or tag a product that they got from wherever that's like, you know, endorsed by a celebrity or whatever, but you know, they will never tag you or tell people about you or even just do a repost. And that's why I always say repost tagging somebody or word of mouth. That's everything for a small business owner. And Absolutely. it's not even about coming in and buying an item, like whatever. I rather get a person tagging us, telling somebody about us or just reposting something. Cause to me, that's free. It takes two seconds out of your day. And as a small business owner, it means so much. And that little post repost, whatever tag goes such a long way that, um, I don't think people realize how like critical that is for a small business owner. Yes. No, I see those posts all the time. Tag, share, you don't have no idea how much it means to us. And you're right. Cause it gets the word out. I mean, I, I have 21,000 followers. That could be 21,000 people that you've never touched before, but now yeah. they've gotten that. So it hundred percent makes sense. Um, uh, now in your opinion, 
what is the most important personality trait that you should have working in your industry? I would say patience. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, you have to, you have to be a people person. You have to talk to people. You have to be outgoing. You can't be shy. You know what I mean? Like you, you can't just, you know, it's, it's kind of funny that you said that because uh, the last like year we've been working with a social media manager and he's been helping us on different things. And at the end of the day, he's all, people need to see you, Amanda, see your face. They're not buying from sassy. They're buying from you. You know, you have to put a face with the brand. And I was having a hard time with that because I didn't want to be shown. I didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to model my own clothes. I didn't want, I, I just felt weird doing that. And I'm, but the thing is, I'm not shy. I'm a very outgoing, um, eccentric person. I love talking. I love doing things like this. Um, I have no fear of public speaking. So, like, it's really weird how I didn't want to show myself in that way. But you, but it's extremely important as a business owner because when you follow a major brand, like a major brand, you know, you don't really see who they are, like who's behind the scenes sometimes, and when you follow a small business, like you want to know what you're following or what you're buying from or who's, you know, who's behind it all. And that's where you have to be extremely outgoing and put yourself out there. And actually I've learned that just just the last year, because now you'll start seeing me post more. Like you'll see me more like the girls. Hey, Amanda, let's do a reel. I don't know how to do reels. I'm, I'm older. I'm like, I don't know how to do all that or TikTok, but (laughs) me either. Don't worry. Yeah. But my young employees, they know what to do. So they'll they'll like guide me to do it or whatever. And then, but it's just, you, and that's an extremely important trait is you cannot, you have to be out there. You, you can't be scared. You can't be shy. Um, you really have to shine and, if when you shine and your customers see you, it's crazy how much people will take to you and how much your sales will literally change. And I can say that because that happened this last year when I started putting myself out there more. And like I said, you can't hide behind your logo. You can't hide behind your name. And uh, that's one advice that I, you know, would give to anybody because I wasn't following that advice up until this last year. And, and but how much traction you got off that video that you did last week or the week before the Mariah Carey one, but I loved it. And that dress. And I know that I said to you, I messaged you and I was like, when is that dress going to be on this site? But like, exactly. It's you, you're in that dress, you're goofing around singing Mariah Carey, but it's perfect for this time of year. Well, and that's what, and, but it's funny, like that got so much, so much attention and people loved it. So then like on Thanksgiving, like I was already dressed up anyways, wearing sassy. And I'm like, well, you know what? I had my seven-year-old daughter take a picture of me because my husband doesn't like doing all that. So my, my daughter took a picture. I posted it, but just even that little post, the attention it got, it was like, wow, like Amanda is talking to us. Like we know who sassy is now. Like, you know what I mean? And I, and I think people have been seeing that little by little. And that's, I mean, you could have told me that two years ago and I would, it wouldn't like when one year off the other, I would like, eh, whatever, but I see it now and I see the difference it makes. So that's why like, I'll try to just randomly go on stories and talk and just say, Hey guys, you know, da, 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 whatever, just so people can see my face and know that I'm real, know that I'm human, know that I'm a mother, a wife, whatever, you know, just because if you don't, I like, I, like I said, like, I don't know 
any small business, like I mean, a small, small business that doesn't show, not show their face or whatever. Cause I, I want to know who I'm buying from. And that's the biggest thing. Like, and that's the biggest lesson I learned. They're not buying because of Sassy Couture. They're buying because of what's behind it and the reason. And that's why branding yourself is so important because when you don't know what you're doing or who you're catering to or who your demographic is or, you know, who you're trying to sell to, then you're just going to be a hot mess. And that's another lesson that I learned probably about two, three years ago. I was just a hot mess. I was like, well, who am mm-hmm. I? You know, who is my graphic? Who do I want to appeal to? Who do I want to be my customer base? And that's one thing that, you know, I learned way later. Like everyone thinks I learned all this in the beginning. No, like I started learning things my seventh, eighth, ninth year in business. <laughs> so you'd be surprised like all the things that you do learn along the way. And you may not know necessarily from day one, because there's a lot of things I'm like, oh my God, I wish I knew that. I wish I knew that. But that's thing in life though. It's all about learning. Like, like even with this, when I first started out, I, I talked to a business consultant and just like, you know, I have an idea for this. And she just said to me flat out, like, you got to do it because you want to do it. Not, yeah. not for the fame, the notoriety, the making money, because that'll all come after if you're passionate about it. She's like, but you got to find your niche. And I was like, really? You can't just have a podcast and talk about stuff. And she's like, no. Not everybody just wants to listen to you talk. And I was like, okay. So I had to take time to do that. But yeah, it's worth it. Like it's an it's necessary and it's important. And you know, like I said, I wish I would have had more of like this type of plan, you know, when I first started. But there again, like I wouldn't be where I'm at today if I didn't go through all those little struggles and those not knowing things and the what ifs and all that. So that's why I know like, okay, well, you know, now I know what to do. I have a better head on my shoulder than I did almost 11 years ago when I started this and I'm more experienced. And like I said, it's just all part of the process. Mm -hmm. Now with your day to day, what is your favorite productivity hack to help you get through everything? (sighs) Like what, like as far as what I do day to day, yeah, like what's your one thing you can't live without that helps the days flow for you? Well, for me, it's honestly, I I I know this is crazy, but like I because we're not open, like for example, we're not open on Mondays, but I still doesn't mean that we're still not working. But for me, like what makes my life nice and flowing is the customer interaction. Like I love talking to my customers and meaning. Like we, you know, if they ask a question or if they leave a comment or we'll just reach out to them and I'll be like, Hey, how are you doing? You know what I mean? Because I feel like that helps me stay connected to them. I, you know, we, we, we try to follow all of our customers because, you know, we, we want it to be personal. And I feel like on a day to day, like I love interacting with them and then just, but just even coming in on a day we're closed, like I love coming in and getting our orders taken care of, packing our orders, just doing things like that. Because I just feel like, you know, I'm doing all this because of them, because of their support and loyalty. So it's like, that's why I, I just like feeling connected. And that's why like, I, I missed having a major storefront because on a day to day, I loved talking to my customers. I felt productive because I was talking with them. I was engaging with them. And that's one thing that I missed for a minute because we weren't in a practical storefront. So I wouldn't get random people walking in and chit chatting with, and we do now, but 
already know like the magnitude that I want. That's why I want, I want a new location because I want, I want to just like talk to people and just <laughs> no, cause it, it really makes me feel beyond productive. Like I love conversating with them. Um, like I said, they'll message me a lot of them, you know, will just be like, Hey, you know, um, I love, I'm loving your style so far. And it's just like hearing that motivation. It's like, okay, like, gay like they they like they like everything we brought in or like we release stuff every Wednesday so like we'll get really great feedback on our releases and and it's just conversating with them like they'll tell us oh I'm doing good you know I just had a baby so I'm trying to get back into shape or whatever it is oh my god congratulations or I'm about to get married I need to dress for this or that so that on a day-to-day it just helps me feel productive stay productive because I know that I'm I'm you know getting to know our customers better. And then it's funny when I come and package orders, like I know names really well. So if I know, you know, this person shopped with us I'll, like more than 10 times, I'm like, Oh my gosh, she's such a great customer. There's customers that shop with us over hundreds of times. I'm like, Oh my gosh, she shopped again. Or, you know, it's, it's interesting. Cause I have like certain customers that I know so well, but I know, don't know them, but yeah. just by their name, I'm like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Like this girl from Nebraska has shopped with us already 20 times or whatever. So, but yeah, it's just easier when you, get to know your customers. And, and that's, that's why I'm saying they want to get to know me, but I also want to get to know them. No, that's a good thing. And we've lost the human interaction over the last two years. So if you get back into the store and have that, it's going to be super important. Yeah. As I tell you, people, people have just lost it. <laughs> yeah. They don't know exactly. how to interact anymore. Exactly. No, um, with you being online and having the showroom, are there certain tools that are indispensable to your job? Like do you use certain social media tools or things like that, that you just have to have to use every day? Yeah. I mean, um, email, email campaigns are huge. We started doing email campaigns, uh, probably, I think we started those like maybe four or five years ago and, that, that to me, like, okay, like I'm guilty when I get emails, I sometimes won't even open them. Mm-hmm. But, but then when I look at the numbers or the statistics, I'm like, you know what, it's worth it. So like emails are critical, even no matter if I'm local or not local, whatever it is. And then we just actually, um, the spring we launched a tech club and that's a really critical tool. I would encourage any business owner, um, depending what they do, but to like, look into looking into a text club. And it's really cool because the, what we make it more exciting is that if you are a part of our text club, it's free to join, you know, you just text um, a number to, to another number and then you um, text sassy and then all that. And then you get your part of it. And what happens is, is that um, every week before we release our new releases, you get an hour access to the public before the public of, of shopping, because a lot mm-hmm. of respect, sell out. So, yeah. so we like entice people like, Hey, if you join our text club, then you can get, um, you know, an hour early access. And then, you know, you could stay on top of promo. So that's a tool that we started use, utilizing just this year, but that's been huge. I mean, obviously besides the social media platforms, I mean, social media clearly is where it's at for any business, but you got to do like the little extra things. So I would definitely recommend an email campaign and um a a texting club and then we just launched our app which is just launched literally not even seven days ago like i think it was like five god i think it was last the day after last friday yeah not even a week ago and still playing with that right now but uh i mean a lot of a lot of these online boutiques and 
small businesses are getting apps and apps are huge. So like, I would say to start off, definitely get, make sure you have a good email campaign going, meaning make sure you get people to sign up, make sure you're sending them out at least weekly, every few days, whatever it is, whatever you can do. And then, you know, sample with that and then go into the tech club. The tech club, it's definitely, it's, it's a little more costly, obviously. And you have to, um, really get people to sign up, but you know, it's, it's like anything you start from the bottom and you work your way up. And, you know, we started with like a couple of subscribers and now we have hundreds of subscribers and we're just, it, it makes such a difference, but you know, I, if I would recommend just start off with an email for sure, make sure you have an email though campaign. Okay. Now we are into the holidays. So let's uh, ask you a little bit about that. What is your favorite thing to do over the holidays? Well, with Sassy, um, we love doing the local pop-ups. Pop-ups are huge anywhere. I don't think it doesn't matter where you're at because it's a great way to get out there in the community, meet new customers, people, work with fellow small owners. And we're, um, we're doing a couple of big ones literally this weekend and the following weekend, um, that's always been great. Like holiday pop-ups are amazing because people really are looking for like small, like gifts and, you know, keep it in the community. And then also we do a lot of workshops. So like we, I have friends that like make really pretty like wooden signs or like cool little mats, all holiday themed. And they come and do their workshops here. And it's cool because it's kind of a cool environment. They can shop, they can do their craft and whatever they're doing. So like, that's our favorite thing to do. Um, we're actually hosting a sip and shop this Thursday with a couple of small vendors as well. So we're going to kind of have some special things for that. So I would say like the best thing that we enjoy are those pop-ups because you just really, really get to know your community more and people discover you. That's what's amazing is like, you know, you just because you're around for so many years. It doesn't mean everybody knows about you. So you know, at these pop-ups, like, oh my God, you have a location. How long have you been in business? And then, you know, when they hear like 10 years, like what, you know, but that's the point of doing things like that because it could put your name out there. And then we want to like start expanding and going like more towards like the LA area. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, but you know, it's a lot of work. Pop-ups are a lot of work, but it's so worth it. And that's why I encourage so many businesses when they come to me, like, when's your next pop-up? Or do you know if anyone's coming up? Because you really reach a whole other level of um, your audience and people and customers when you do like holiday pop-ups. I think even any time of the year, like I know yeah. around here um, we have a lot yeah, of them up in Milwaukee and stuff. And I do love going and checking them out because sometimes you get your hands on products that you don't see online. Around, but like it's our favorite time this time of year, because I feel like it's just the holidays and it's just festive. Yes. And, you know, so yeah, anytime. Yes. So just for my own personal knowledge, is All I Want for Christmas your favorite Christmas song too? (laughs) So, yes. But the backstory, I am obsessed, obsessed with Mariah Carey. I mean, like, ultimate fan. I've seen her over 40 times in concerts in person. I, my daughter after her. Oh. Um, (laughs) It's an obsession. Um, She calls her, like, diehard fans lambs like the actual Mm -hmm. lambs so for any lambs that are listening uh i'm probably one of the number one lambs so (laughs) if you think you are then come at me but no (laughs) no 
No, but really, like, I've always loved Mariah Carey. I think her Christmas album is one of the hands down the best Christmas albums that she's ever made or any of her songs on there. All I Want for Christmas, I never get tired of it, even though you hear it constantly during the holiday season. But Mm -hmm. it's all good. I listen to her um, Christmas album all year round. So um, that's why, like, they have me doing, if you go to our reel section or our TikTok, mm-hmm. uh, interesting because you'll see any reels or TikToks I'm in, it's all mainly Mariah Carey. <laughs> <laughs> see, now my husband used to turn it off on me and now he just knows he turns the radio up and he looks the other way while I sing it. And I, I mean, I don't torture him and do it all year round, but as soon as that song hits the radio in November, he knows he's just got to accept it. And that's that. Yeah. And I mean, come on, like literally is the queen of Christmas. Yes. It was, yeah. And then when I was actually in New York two years ago, when it became her number, um, her number one single after 25 years, it finally hit number one. And I was actually in New York city watching her in concert at Madison square garden when it was announced that it was number one and it was so amazing. And I got to see her and it was just really cool. Like, I just love her. Um, I've always loved her. So it's always been something that is everyone associates me with Mariah Carey and it's okay. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. And that would be an amazing experience. I have not done New York at Christmas, let alone seeing Mariah Carey in New York at Christmas. That would be Yeah. All right, Amanda. Well, I'm going to let you wrap it up here. If you want to let everyone know where they can find you. And I believe um, there is a discount code for listeners. We agreed on um, Um, 20. Is that, is that the one? Am I right? Yeah, I think that's the one that you. Okay. We're going to put all that information up on the CEO MomCast website and the blog, but I will let Amanda go ahead and let you guys know where you can find her for your holiday shopping. Yes. Can find us under Instagram shop sassy couture and on there what we have all of our info like to sign up for the text club and then also info about downloading our app actually our app you just go to your apple or um, android store and just type in sassy couture and our app will pop right up you could download that and actually you can um you'll get a special code for signing up as well same for our text club which is also in our bio on our Instagram. You can also sign up for that. You will also get a special code on top of the um, the CEO 20 code that you can use. And then you can find us on our website, shopsassycouture.com. And you can Google us and we will pop up right as well. So, yeah. So, and then right now, um, you know, we have a lot of beautiful holiday styles. Our shipping is usually pretty fast. doesn't matter where you're at. We usually ship the same day. So if you were to order today, we would literally get it out by today, as long as it's before like 5 p.m., um, wherever, uh, our Pacific time. So, yeah. So we usually have a great turnaround for shipping and we get new styles weekly. Please know that we do have misses and juniors clothing. So things do run differently. Um, if you have any questions about our sizing, just message us, email us, whatever's convenient for you. And I promise me or one of the girls will get back to you and help you because we know the clothes pretty much really, really well. So we can totally tell if you just tell us your size or whatever, we can help you with that too. So yeah. Well, great. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thanks for being on the show and have a great day. You. Bye. Thank you. 
Thank you all so much for tuning in this week. Feel free to send us any of your questions, comments, concerns. Let's get creative. Throw me some good questions for some upcoming podcasts. I want to know what you want to know. So nothing is off limits. Feel free to message us through our sites and hope you enjoyed enough to tune in again next week.